beer? Do you want to learn how to make your own beer? It's time for Just Brew It, brought to you by Niagara Tradition Home Brew. Here's your host, Jeremy White and Bert Deister. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to Niagara Tradition's Just Brew It. we got to get right to this. Jeremy White, Bert Deister, along with uh, our two special guests this week. We have uh, Tim Herzog, Flying Bison, and uh, Tim Collins as well. They are judging the Niagara Homegrown Homebrew Competition. Um BJCP guidelines and everything. I'm looking at the forms in front of me. We've gone from seven down to four. Uh, we are to our final four, correct? Which is, uh, Bert, what do we have left here? Help me out here. We have the, We just kicked out the American IPA. So there's a Belgian strong ale, a uh, dark European lager, a pale bitter European beer, and a Czech lager. Those are the, our final four we're seeing. Um, and for this competition, it was all 80% Niagara malts. Any surprise at all that we've got such a – it seems we have a pretty um, specific trend here that Germans – No, no, the, the, the ingredients definitely drove the categories. And so we see German lagers were high out there, and then American Blondales and Belgian Blondes and Saisons. They, they definitely um, dominated this competition. Um, and probably why you were saying, like, this Schwartz beer kind of stands out on this um, – on this placement is because it was one of the only dark beers entered. One of the things we talked about off mic is that the, uh, the quality of the malt is really evident here. So the farmers, the maltsters, everybody who's handled this through the brewers, um, tremendous job. Well done, everybody. And, and I think, too, the other thing, uh, what the brewers were able to do, looking at like uh, two or three of these entries and thinking – I have to keep reminding myself, they were made with the same base malt yeah. because you can tell the mashing techniques were completely different and the finished beers were, you know, yeah. uh, completely different. And the kind of flavors that they bring out are, and I think like Tim was saying, it's very, very German. Like, you know what I mean? It, the, the smell that we're coming off this Pilsner malt is extremely I actually, um, I, I didn't enter a beer in the competition, uh, but I, I did brew a beer with these malts. And uh, uh, actually went through an exercise of calculating out the extraction rates and moisture and things like that uh, to see how it compares to uh, traditionally malted from one of the big malts companies. Um, and, and this came in very close. I was about 1% lower on uh, extraction efficiency and about 1% higher on the moisture, which I think equates almost exactly to what you would think. Um, but the beer turned out very nice. It was, it was very clean beer, and uh, I was very surprised at, at how good the malt was that uh, was available. All right, so we, we've got our final four, and you know we, we saw the first exit go fairly quickly. The second was fairly quick. The, the third was a bit of a discussion, so I, I'd imagine things will get a little bit tighter from here. So from four, we must go to three. Yeah, this is going to be tough. Um we do have more beer over here, guys, if you need any more. So if you <laughs> oh, desperately, if you desperately <laughs> need more, some of that sports beer, one of the German pills, we got some more over here. Um, how about German pills? There's a hint of sulfur in the nose that's appropriate for style, but I'm, I'm getting a little bit in the finish as well. So it's, again, not a bad thing, not a wrong thing, um, just takes it off style a little bit. There's a little yeast funk, little sulfur note that's a, a little hanging in there. I don't, I'm not so sure. I, uh, uh, the, the sulfur in there is, is something I actually look for when I'm drinking a German Pilsner. It's something you don't get out of most malts, but the German Pilsner malts 
uh, give you something called DMS, which is going to have a little bit of a corn and a little bit of a sulfur character to it. And and I find that to be very pleasant in this beer. And the, the, the bittering in this beer is, is impeccable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really and, and really the hallmark of the German Pilsner is bitterness. Yeah. It's supposed to be a nice dominating bitterness. And this one really, it nails it. Yeah. And and I still think, you know, I'm going back to the Czech. The Czech pills, I think, is a little light on all it, it hits all the right things. Yeah. But it's lighter on them than I would like them to be, where the German pills, they're at the right level. I this is kind of interesting to look at too. DMS, dimethyl sulfite, something we have talked about in previous shows as a flaw just saved a beer from possible best of show round elimination. So it just goes, it's all in the, you know, the kind of hands or the the tongues of the judge as far as, you know, and and the guidelines of what's an error in one beer is critical in another. And where, you know, we tell people it's if you sanitize, you will always end up with beer or a drinkable mistake. And you're going to hear the words a lot, if you haven't heard them a lot already, appropriate for style. So that DMS note in, the, in this beer we're talking about, appropriate for style. Mm-hmm. All the flavors in the one that Tim wants to eliminate now, um, appropriate for style, but I'm, I'm going to have to side with you at this point just because we don't have all week. Um, <laughs> that, that, you know, 2% more puts you dead on for style. And, again, this one's just stepped away from the line, little, little maybe just a hint faint, faint-hearted. Really well made, and one of the things that, I loved about this beer. We work with a German Pilsner malt, and it has this really delicate honey nose to it uh, when you're working with a lot of pale malt. And this Czech Pils, even though I'm going to agree with Tim and say maybe it's time for that one to go, um, that nose is perfect. It's really tremendous. To be honest, I really love the beer. Yeah. It's super Super drinkable. If you got this in this, if this was the Pilsner you were getting from, say, Labatt's or something like that, you'd be really happy because it's got all the nice, delicate flavors. It's just a little less than I think we should have. Yeah. I wouldn't hold your breath on Labatt's the, creating a Pilsner. Could be this one. So, Czech Pils could be just a bit bolder. Please, for goodness sake, brew this one again. Really well done. And bring it to us. Okay. So, from four to three, our remaining. Uh, Entries, a strong Belgian ale, a uh, Schwartz beer, the dark European lager, and the German pills as well. We've, we've had a little bit of discussion about um, the, the two, uh, the dark European and the pale bitter European, but not the strong Belgian. Haven't heard a word about it. Okay. T- Tim, you'd mentioned you're writing words down for each. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just to introduce us to this beer before going from three to two, uh, what words have you written for the, uh, the Belgian? I think the words for the Belgian was dead on. It, uh, it Belgian blonde's actually kind of a, a new style, uh, even in Belgium. It's not something that's been around for 300 years. Um, so the breweries that actually originated are all still making the beer. And, and this actually tastes almost exactly like uh, one of the Hallmark uh, beers that you get from Belgium. And uh, it's kind of why we didn't talk about it too much. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm going to take a poke at it. It's getting a little earthy and a little boozy. Um, again, this can be a strong style, but um, heat from alcohol, uh, I think, takes it a step off the line. Okay. Hmm. So we have that. We have the 
German pills, which you you two have talked about extensively. How about in the uh, the Schwartz beer? That's the one, the dark one. It's got the roasty the roastiness to it. It seems. It's it's. Schwartz beer is a style of beer that if I blindfolded you and gave you this beer, the first words out of your mouth wouldn't be, "Oh, this is a dark beer." So it, it shouldn't be coffee roasted. It shouldn't be dark chocolate tasting. There can be hints of those things, but they shouldn't be out front. And I think this one's a good example of that. I think it's got those really soft notes. The the, the roast character that you're going to get out of this isn't going to be, like Tim said, coffee. It's going to be more almost like a milk chocolate and, and possibly a milk chocolate with just hints of caramel mm-hmm. in it. I've been searching for this beer, this Schwartz beer, mm-hmm. since I got back from Munich in uh, whenever the bills were there last, we went to a like a beer hall and drank German beer, and I drank like six of this perfectly. Oh. It was, ju- and I've been looking for it everywhere, and it's this is pretty close to what I was mm. drinking that night that I was just in love with. Mm. So it, it's to my tongue, I mean, just fantastic. Last last year, I was in Germany to take a group of people on a beer vacation. And we went to this off-the-beaten-path brewery that you would never hear the name of. It's the country brewery that you hear about, people tell stories of. I'm telling you one of these stories now. (laughs) They had a beer hall that sat 200 people attached to the brewery with an outdoor beer garden that probably sat 200 more. You couldn't find 200 people within 30 miles of that place, but people show up there. Their Schwartz beer was to use an overused expression, to die for. It was gorgeous. It's 4%, incredibly drinkable, flavorful, but not boozy, wonderful, soft, round. Um, and again, the Schwartz beer puts me in mind of that. So that one's that one's going to stay. I'm, I'm good to talk about either of the other I'm, two. I'm, <laughs> well, I, I, I'm actually I mean, I'm going to flip the, the things on, on, on its head right now because you were asking what I wrote down. I only wrote down a check mark for the Schwartz beer. I knew that was going to win right away. First sip. I didn't even try the other two beers after it, but that was my opinion of that beer as soon as I tried it. So I'm thinking. I'm not arguing with you. That so the it's Schwarz beer, oh, it's this way it's going to go. So we're going to go from elimination to say, okay, we might have a first place already. That can be a turn. If we're going to talk about the Schwarz beer, it's the only thing I think we need to say. Number one, I, I could talk about the Schwartz beer for the rest of the day. <laughs> I well, couldn't because I'd be drinking the Schwartz beer. I mean, I, I would. I'd You're actually this, running out of the Schwartz beer. This too. is the kind of thing that is not that unusual. Where, as judges sit around talking about two or three left, like, well, we both agree this one's the best, right? And you you come to first place before you come to second place. You don't necessarily have to count it down. I, I would say this hits more positive points harder than the other two. Again, the other two, both really good beers, really well brewed, tremendous job. But um, this one is a nearly religious example of the style. And I agree 100, 100%. I'll agree. I'll agree if, I go to, if I go to a football term, 110. Yeah, this beer gives 110%, 110%. to my palate. Wow. So well, hopefully there's somebody out there with, who entered a Schwartz beer. And we've already accidentally said it was the only one entered who may be doing jumping jacks right now. Well, it's not a beer you see a lot around here. No, at that's all. the other thing. I, like it's it, just, it's an uncommon style. It's hard to make. 
even in Germany with the right ingredients, it's hard to make. What makes it so hard to make? To get that balance of nice malty flavor, have the hops be a just a balancing note. Um, notice we didn't say, oh, they use Hollertau hops or they use Tetanang hops. It's not that noticeable. It's just there to, to keep the malt from being too sweet. Um, there's definitely dark malt in here by appearance of color, little toastiness in the nose, but it's not roasted barley. It's not English chocolate malt. It's, it, it's not that big. It's, it's a nice, soft, everything is playing in harmony. Um, everything's getting along very nicely on this playground. <laughs> there, there's, there's no, nobody's throwing sand in anybody's face. This is also a beer that it doesn't last long. I mean, not not that you'll drink it quick, but if if you left this sitting around, right. it's not going to taste good three months from now, because it's such a light alcohol beer. It doesn't have a huge amount of uh, alcohol or malt to keep it keep it going for a long time, and so you have to get this at the right time as well. And so the the brewer for this made a beer that was able to last long enough to come to to the competition. So and and it's at an almost perfect point right now. Yeah, if you have any of this beer left in your fridge, drink it. Yeah. All right. Definitely. So we've got our winner. We got our winner. Now we go for the second place who shall grab the crown if the winner is unable to perform his or her duties. <laughs> right? Don't go anywhere just yet. They get the bouquet but not the sash. We do have two beers that you guys have, have both said very nice things about. We'll, we'll rank them number two and number three when we get back. we got to get to another break here. Uh, and we'll wrap up this uh, judging, this best in show of the Niagara Homegrown Homebrew Competition here on ESPN 1520. Jeremy White here for Niagara Tradition Homebrewing Supplies. You're listening to Just Brew It, which means either you homebrew or you're thinking about it. Wherever you are in the process, Niagara Tradition Homebrew is your source for everything homebrewing. Do what I did. Get a starter kit, and you'll be well on your way. Niagara Tradition will be there to answer your questions, give you advice, and as I try to become a more seasoned brewer, I know I can count on Niagara Tradition to be there with the supplies and the advice I need. Niagara Tradition Homebrewing Supply, 1296 Sheridan Drive, near Military, in Tonawanda. Open Monday through Friday, 11 to 7, Saturdays, 10 to 4, and 24-7 at nthomebrew.com. Niagara Tradition Homebrew. Pay them a visit, and remember to just brew it. All right, welcome back. Wrapping up here on Niagara Tradition's Just Brew It on ESPN 1520. Jeremy White with Bert Deister as we've had a... uh, uh, Two-part special edition of the uh, the best in show judging of the Niagara Homegrown Homebrew Competition. Tim Herzog of Flying Bison and uh, Tim Collins, uh, Grandmaster Judge for BJCP. Right, I've got that right. Mm-hmm. Both here. Uh, we've already awarded our best in show. I believe we agreed on that. We believe so. The Schwartz beer, yeah. the one dark. Um, that is the winner, best in show. But we do have two beers we never settled between second and third place. A uh, Belgian strong. And uh, the German pills. So, take it away. I think you've each said nice things about both. On your market set, go. The German Time to pills, say some bad pills. The German pills was on the chopping block Two, before, three. but then got saved. I go pills. Pills has out? No, pills is in. Pills has two. Do you have more of this? Yeah, do we have any yes, more? We do, number 15. I believe Bert's trying to keep all the beer to himself. Hey, I'm the one sitting over here with an empty... Uh, empty placement right now. This, this Reserving it for the real judges. A, a judge will want to put a splash on top, and it doesn't need to be much. It's just something to refresh the carbonation, to to bring the nose back up to the top. 
Um, so in a beer like this, where it's kind of delicate that way, it's, it's a good thing to do. So, again, so all the judges we're, we're have just to, to, to kind of narrate, give you the play-by-play. -play. Everybody has just gone for a refresher on both the German Pils and the Belgian Blonde. So we've got two really good beers here. Which is the bester of the two? Um. And this is one thing we, t if I can interlude for a moment. Initially, I said, and, and what these guys are trying to really leave out, and, and I have to admit there were other judges that say that you two, the Tims, would not put a Belgian on to the final three, and, and they've proved that wrong here. My, my golden retriever was named Chimay, all right? Oh, Let's just okay, leave that okay. here. Yeah. So, and it, and it, the, the beer I won a competition with was a Belgian triple. But it just goes to show you have to kind of, when you're judging, leave your kind of preferences out of it. And the first thing I said when I said, like, about this Belgian Blonde is it's a very good beer. I don't personally like it. it. It just hits some categories that I don't personally like. doesn't mean it's a bad beer. I think it's very well done. But, it, uh, yeah, you have to take those kind of personal, mm -hmm. you know, preferences out of it. Yeah. Unless you're splitting over hairs and you really want to go home that day, then you can probably bring the personal preferences back in. No, here's here's your story of why you should love this beer. Okay. Right. I was in Belgium a couple of years ago. We were in the town of Ghent. We were out at a hops festival, beer festival. Um, everything in Europe, they call it a something else festival. It's really a beer festival. <laughs> um, so we get, we get back to our hotel, and there's a music mob playing in the courtyard of our hotel. People that just showed up with instruments and were playing this great, joyous music. They wheel out a cart with two kegerators in it, spread them out a little bit, and they start pouring this Belgian Blonde Ale in goblets. You pay a euro deposit for your glass. If you walk away with that glass, you've lost that euro. Um, and you've got this goblet glass, and you've got this beer. Cool, rainy, kind of crappy day, and they're playing under this, this beer and music and that day. And you would love this style. Yeah. Just saying. I already so like that idea of the deposit on the nice beer glass because then you can walk out with a very nice glass and you don't feel guilty. That's I feel guilty. Enough. That's the important part. So, um, but this beer is it's it's not a, a you know hot day refresher. This is a cool, damp. You know, this isn't a bad football beer. Mm. If you're at home, it's kind of gray and rainy outside. You're watching the Bears play the Vikings. This is your beer. You know, nice loaf of bread, hunk of cheese. Mm-hmm. This is your beer. Uh, but this this is a very well done version of it. Um, I'm going to reinsert that the, the alcohol seems a little hot. And again, not a big flaw. Just takes it at step off the line. Yeah, yeah. the thing I've seen is that, that as this beer warmed up a little bit, it didn't stay quite as true to itself. Um, the, the fruity character that balances the alcohol and the spiciness that you get in there from the, from the yeast uh, is faded a little bit. So it's it's the balance on the beer has shifted a little bit as we've sat here, um, and I'm in 100% agreement with you that that one should go number three. And and to turn your comments to the positive on the German pills, this one has not come apart. This right. one has really held together. It's yes. it's every bit of what it was, from the first pour to the last pour, um, and this this is a you know as all of these were, really well brewed beers. Um, this one is just closer to dead on for style than the Belgian Blonde. So great beers all. Congratulations, brewers. Uh, you have wowed us seven times. Well, we didn't do traditional score sheets, 
um, you know, we're looking at I'm looking at these score sheets. The score sheet was done for the categories. Yes. So you do categorization for the categories. You do the elaborate score sheets, and then best in show is generally more of this type of format. Right. This is more of the the rock star moment. You know, get out of my court. Give me more of this beer. You know what is uh, you well, know there's no scoring. You're you're trying to rank them, and I guess you could kind of see the format they went where they okay, what's obviously out, what's obviously in. Yeah. Well, seems, I'm sorry, it seems we're to make looking sense. for you, the Springsteen. You know, to go to the Rockstar, yep. we're looking for the Springsteen beer. This thing can play for four hours, and nobody wants to leave the arena. Um, and I, I think we've got those. Yeah, and it would make sense. I mean, if you've got. 50 beers, you're going to have to try and numerically assess values to all of them to try and separate the ones that are worth a second second go-round in, in a best-of-show. And it's not uncommon for a competition to, in that first round, you've got two or three where those judges are saying, I don't know, we got a, you know, a 38 and a 38 or a 37 and a half and a 38. Let's look at those again. And they'll do a kind of a mini best-of-show mm-hmm. and, and try and sort it out there. And the 37 and a half might get an assigned score where it's moved up an extra point because it's just a little closer. And where they tasted them in the ranking that day, they might have had 10 beers. One was the first, one was the 10th. There's a lot that goes into it. And to give you an idea, it's different day, different judges. And and one of these beers was actually tied for last place. So, So one of these beers that's winning was tied for last place in the judges. But they felt so strongly about it, they couldn't knock it out. You know what I mean? And when we added up the scores, it's like, do we go back? Do we do we sit down? We have an extra bottle of these. Do we try to knock out one of these two? And it was like, no, we leave it on. You know, they both made it on their initial impression, and they're gonna to move on. What do you say when you say it was tied for last place? What do you mean? Well, when we ranked up the um, scores, there was literally two beers: uh, the American Blonde Ale, and we'll call that the German Pilsner. When the judges actually went down and they scored them, these two were both tied at I want to say 34 and a half or 30, uh, 35 and a half points. So they were a dead on by a half a point tie. And we were going beyond half points. We were going down to quarters. Um, so it was like a, an immediate tie. There was a really quick discussion. Do we eliminate one of these? And then a very quick answer, no. We'll send them both on. We can't make that judgment right now. And we'll give it another day. So when you're day, saying last judge. place last place for best to show, not last place yeah. in its own yes. category. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was first place in its category with the last entry to slip in for best to show. Huh. And... Well done. I've got to say with this, this is an 18-beer competition. In most competitions we have around here, 18 beers is a category. Yeah. Okay. So so you may have 18 Pilsners in a normal competition, um, but the the quality of these beers for 18 beers, we were having trouble when we got down to five out of 18. Mm Mm-hmm. And and normally we're running competitions that are maybe 600 and some entries and have 28 beers on the best of show table. And, and it doesn't take us long to get rid of the first 14 of them. Yeah. So, so the, this was a tremendous competition. Yeah, you can't see it now, but uh, Tim and I have actually broken a sweat trying to, <laughs> trying to get through this. 
Well, the uh, the initial idea and the initial concept, Niagara Malt was, uh, you know, really wanted to put this on for feedback. Yeah. So and so I think the feedback has been very good. Out of all the beers made, we can tell you, one, there was no malt errors in any no, of these. There's no, there's no grassiness, and no huskiness. You got it. No. And there was a few brewers I know who these were their first all-grain brews. So they decided to step into all-grain brewing to try to get into this competition. It was just kind of the last push they needed. They already had a war chiller. They maybe already had a mash ton set up, but they wanted that little extra push, and that's it. And so people are probably interested to know at home right now, who are the winners? Yeah, Walk, walk off home runs, Brewers, walk everyone. On. Yeah. So we got our first walk off. We have in third place with his Belgian blonde ale, Mark Vatatan. He is unclaimed, fellas, from clubs. He is not in a club right now, so he, Ooh, he is agent. open. <laughs> you can take him. In second place with his German pills, we have Kevin DeTundo, who is in a club. You might recognize him. He's we in the Tiger Association of Home Brewers. Um, and then in first place, which his sports beer that we will probably be talking about to other people who weren't here for the rest of today, um, is Jimmy Evie, and he is also unclaimed. So if you're looking to try okay, to Okay, you guys can't somebody. see that I'm, I'm blocking out Tim Herzog from getting to the phone numbers. <laughs> uh, Tim Herzog was actually the originator of one of the homebrew clubs in the area, and uh, Salton's a swig, and, and that's not actually my homebrew club. So yeah. <laughs> we're going to see what we can do to, to capture some brewers. Yeah. And we are having a tasting in store today. So we will have some of mm. these beers left over if you guys want to come in and you want to try some of the beers and, and kind of, you know, what you heard people talking about today. If you want to kind of taste those yourself, um, come on in. And so we'll be drinking beer um, all day and, and talking with some of the people who made it as well. Very so good. If you have a chance, come on down. Tim and Tim, the Tims, they're known as the Tims in the judging community. You got it. Tims? You had or to be hey, named Tim to sit on this judging panel. Or want a beer. That's my you, favorite. Yeah. Nickname. You really don't know, want to know what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you very much for your uh, your services, and uh, thank you to all the entrants as well. For yeah, all, thank uh, you very much. Uh, to everybody who entered, you you did wonderful beers. We kind of threw a lot of hoops at you to jump through, and you, you got through them all. Yeah, well and done. You did a great job getting through all those hoops. So new malt, new brewing, a lot of X factors, and you put together some real perfect beers. That'll do it for us. Thanks uh, again for listening. Thanks, Congratulations to our winners. Uh, we will be back next Saturday, same time, same channel, ESPN 1520, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. And until then, go brew yourself. Beer, 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 beer. You've been listening to Just Brew It, brought to you by Niagara Tradition Home Brew. Whether you're a seasoned brewer or just want to get started, visit them at 1296 Sheridan Drive in Tonawanda or online at nthomebrew.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Just Brew It.